likes going to the grocery store. You have to pick up the car, head to the store, shop amongst the COVID-y masses, stand in line for hours at checkout, then drive all the way back home only to have to lug your groceries into the house. Well, what if you were able to get all your groceries delivered right to your door with savings up to 50% off of the big guys? Brian, your Thrive Market order has arrived. Thrive Market is one of the top grocery store alternatives on the market featuring hundreds of products for specific diets and lifestyles. So, you eating paleo or Whole30 or you living that keto life? Perhaps you have celiacs like yours truly and you want some gluten-free options that actually taste good. Side note, Thrive literally has one of the best gluten-free pizza crusts I've ever had. Literally have it every single week. And here's what's even better. Not only do all orders over $49 get free shipping, but members of the Brian Nichols Show audience get 20% off their first order. Plus, get one month of their Thrive membership for free. So head over to the show notes and click the link for your exclusive Thrive Market offer and start skipping the grocery store today. Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Ah, yes, the ever-so-loving Monday post-Super Bowl where I would say, what, half of you are calling out Sick from work? Oh, do you have a headache this morning? Did your team not win, or did you just have one too many drinks? Well, that's not for me to be concerned about. That's between you and God. But uh, hey, welcome, folks. You're uh, returning here to The Brian Nichols Show, of course, for another fun-filled episode. Yes, with a phenomenal guest, and today's guest is a returning guest, and that is one Jeremy Kaufman from the Free State Project up in the great state of New Hampshire. And Jeremy returns to The Brian Nichols Show today to discuss, well, what's been happening in, at the FSP up in New Hampshire? What successes and actual accomplishments for Liberty have they been having up there? Well, Jeremy joins the show to discuss all that and more. So without further ado, on to the show, Jeremy Kaufman here on The Brian Nichols Show. It is great to be here. We've come a long way up here in the Free State. You sure have. My goodness, Jeremy Kaufman, there's been a lot that has happened since I think it's been over now, going almost three years uh, since you you graced our airwaves here in the Brian Nichols Show. And yes, a lot has certainly happened over on your end. You guys are making leaps and bounds in terms of progress up there at uh, FSP, doing all the uh, the great work up there for the Free State Project. So talk to us. What's been going on up in the great state of New Hampshire? Yeah, although I do want to say... A lot, the accomplishments are done by people who move here. You know, we may have helped them learn about the state. It's the people who do the work. So Free State Inc. is you know, not, not claiming that we've done all of these things. It's the people who are doing it. Um, but I'd say it's definitely shifted from a theory to I think it's a fact at this point that, that this works. Uh, we've, um, we're, I think we're achieving a lot more. Uh, with a smaller group of people than uh, any national liberty movement or cause. Uh, we have a record number of uh, libertarians uh, elected, around 90 in the state legislature, wow. uh, over over 30 of which are explicitly free staters. That is their, that's why they're here. They wouldn't have lived here otherwise. So we're talking about uh, you know like almost 10% uh, explicit free staters. Uh, we have the House Majority Leader, 
so of the Republican Party, the House Majority Leader is a free stater. Uh, so we're, we're achieving positions of power in that way. Uh, and we had the governor uh, endorsing people who are open secessionists, people who believe that New Hampshire should leave the union. Uh, so the the I would say that the political power here uh, is the highest that it's ever been. There are achievements that are happening in terms of, of bills and things that are happening. Uh, and also just the incredible network. Like it's not one, it's, it's not just about the politics. It's the fact that, you know, you, when you have a network of people that provide every service, right, there's thousands and thousands of us here um, that are all free staters, you know, we're all in groups. You know, it doesn't even matter sometimes what the government does, right? So while COVID laws here have been, COVID reactions have been pretty good, you have this network, it's incredible. You're like immune right. to uh, a lot of what a lot of what goes on. So I don't know. I could talk. I could just keep talking, but that's some of the some of the things that we've been we've been accomplishing. Oh no, I love it because so what we've been doing right since you were last on the show, and and this has been especially since you know looking, I'd say more August or so of last year as we approached the election, is I realized that you know one of the things I do in my day job, you know, being a sales executive, is is I sell. I you know, and I and that's something I'm good at, is effectively communicating and helping create value. But I also you know I lead a sales team and in helping train the sales team. And I said, well, heck, why don't I try to focus on some of this for the greater liberty movement? And part of what we've been focusing on here in the Brian Nichols show has been not just selling liberty, but how do we build value? How do we build trust with people? And one of the things that we've had uh, as one of the big roadblocks, right, at at the Brian Nichols show is just from a, a purely organizational standpoint, we don't really have too many folks that we can honestly point to and say, on our resume, we have all these folks out there who are, you know, self-avowed libertarians and look at all the accomplishments that we have under under the libertarian regimes of, you know, name what the, the one or two counties that are in the United States. So I, I say that, you know, tongue in cheek, obviously, because it is tough for folks out there to relate to people that they really don't hear too much about, you know, and that's partly because we are, you know, the, the third party. We are the ones who are on the outside looking in often more times than not. So right now. I would say you guys are actually building the the case. You're building the argument of how we can actually start to build that resume, right? Getting some libertarians, big L, small L, into office. So talk about that. How have you guys been approaching actually getting uh, these these folks in, into positions of elected uh, elected office? So I believe there are a couple of of LP elected as as like selectmen or equivalent. Uh, but in terms of the state legislature, um, it's actually it's entirely Republicans currently. Uh, there are some who run as Democrats, uh, and there's some who run as Democrats this this last year. None of them won. Uh, so sometimes there's a Democrat or two that will win as a free stater. Uh, there not not any this time around. Um, the Republicans wow. have been, uh, and this is all secondhand information. And I want to be clear: I'm I'm not that directly involved in in some of these things. Uh, but my understanding is that uh, the Republican Party has been far more welcoming uh, to to um, to the free staters. Like the Democrats have made sure to uh, push them out, essentially, and make sure they primary them or whatever the next time. Whereas the Republican Party has been more willing to work with them and hasn't hasn't aggressively. Uh, primary them wow. uh, but one of the that, ones that say really quick yeah. isn't that like uh, that right there that's the answer like we see this in our own silly movements where like you have this super focused divisive nonsense and it's like um if you actually focus on building bridges with people on the things you share in common with instead of focusing on those minute details that you disagree with believe it or not you can actually get things in a more positive direction i didn't mean to interrupt but like that boom right there they stop with the the mind games and the political dogma let's actually focus on what's working (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I mean, so I I completely agree. Of course, you know, if you're the other, if you're the Republican who is less libertarian, and let's be clear, not all the Republicans in New Hampshire are libertarian. I'm not claiming that they all are. Plenty of them are not, right? Still, uh, you know, from their perspective, I suppose it's an open question as to whether uh, you know uh, opening opening their arms has been a good idea or not. Because we are, there's an argument that the, like the libertarians are are to some extent sort of co-opting uh, the existing Republican Party. Wow, and yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, uh, and <laughs> hey, look, entryism is great when it's your team. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't. I don't mean to. That's a, a, an overly like uh, sociopathic presentation of it. Uh, I mean, I think that people are running as Republicans. I think they're being honest about what they believe. I think a lot of Republicans up here are just more sympathetic to the ideas of liberty. New Hampshire people tend to be that way in the first place. There's already a big, uh, an already a big sentiment. Um, in this direction. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, that's actually, it's the, the, some of the materials they send out, we have groups that oppose us. That's also another way we can tell that we're winning oh, yeah. is we have their group funded groups that oppose us. So they send out these pamphlets and one of the ones they send out is like they're wolves in, in sheep's clothing. Right. And then the pamphlet is like all of these nice things that we do. It's like, they help you uh, find, they help you get a job and they'll provide you with like housing and they have social networks and groups where they communicate. And it's like, and it just makes, just the the pamphlets like just sound like what's actually a really positive endorsement of everything that's going on up here <laughs> oh i love it uh so i mean right there right you're you're showing that not only are you you having folks out there who are having success but yeah it does ruffle some feathers and when you're ruffling some feathers you know that you're you're you know at least on the right pathway so let's look at it this way because if you are ruffling some feathers that must mean that you're actually getting some stuff accomplished right so what are some of the the big accomplishments that fsps had and and notably you know looking specifically at at new hampshire since uh, we've at last had you on the show back in 2018 uh, so uh, we passed uh, constitutional carry just a couple of years uh, ago. Uh, so we now have some some of the freest uh, gun rights in the country. Uh, we passed a law uh, uh, deregulating crypto from uh, money transmission and other other things. And actually, so I'll, I'll give you an example of like you know how this like kind of a uh, machine or whatever. I don't even I don't even claim to know how it all works. You know, I'm not. I'm more of on the entrepreneurial side. Uh, I'm the uh, official industry uh, representative to the governor for matters of cryptocurrency. So like if the state (laughs) legislator wants to talk to someone from industry about blockchain, like they look up my name and they contact me. I go in and I give testimony from time to time. And it's like there's this whole group of people that will find some way, uh, you know, to to get you um, to get you plugged in uh, to, to what's going on. Yeah. Um, we've, but we've actually, we've actually lowered taxes. Uh, so taxes are actually lower, uh, in New Hampshire than they were, uh, uh, as recently as, as five years ago. Um, uh, castle doctrine, uh, we did castle doctrine. Um, uh, I think raw milk, I think we have some credit for raw milk. Um, we legalized, uh, we, uh, well, sorry, decriminalized. It's not, we don't have legal marijuana yet, but it's decriminalized. Um, uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of what goes on is definitely also like not legislative and i think we can focus on those things because those are easily categorizable but it's definitely also things like like there, there's a massive network of homeschooling and educational opportunities uh so you can sort of build your own uh you know alternative curriculum for your kids 
Um, I know that's that's a huge one for me. Um, I'm a father of three now, uh, and like being able to raise your kids in a place where like you they can just go to these community events and these kinds of places where it's like everyone shares your values. You know, these are networks that are at least I came from Philadelphia. You know, it, it's hard to to have that kind of network there. Well, guys, I live in Philadelphia right now. I I, I get it. Trust me. And, and I, <laughs> I'll say it's interesting because I also find myself more in the the entrepreneurial space as well. Uh, you know, with my day job, you know, in, in sales and focusing specifically in the world of like telecom and business continuity, cybersecurity, so on and so forth. We're not going to dig into that today, but it is interesting, right? Because now instead of being in kind of this like mainstream culture almost of this corporate America. Now, instead, you're actually focusing on supporting business owners who, to correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, more, more, I would say accurately reflect, reflect your, your values as business owners, as people in your community, as people, what you go to church with that you, you, you see from the barbecue, like instead of the, the, the nameless faceless entity that we find, you know, showing up on our doorstep four times a week. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, do you do you know uh, do you know who the most successful anarchist group in the United States is? Tell me, the Amish. Oh, there you go. And I should have known that. I'm from upstate New York, where they that's, uh, many abound. Yes. So it's a bit of a troll, but like they don't have to pay social security. They have different rules for the draft, and that's because they bound together as a group and said no. Just yep. like you, essentially, like they're kind of like actually like radically, uh, they were kind of badass about it. Uh, um, so not going to claim they're libertarian in all ways, but like, uh, they, they really showed that this is, um, that this is possible. Uh, and you know, we, we, we're already, we're already there in that case, in the case of both some of the community aspects and also the fact that like politicians know that they that we are here and that there are certain things that are going to activate us. And it's that, that sort of tyranny of the minority kind of thing that uh, Talib talks about, like where like co- everything's kosher, even though 1% of people care about kosher foods, you know, uh, like we're going to, we're going to get up in your business, you know, if if you try to do certain things. And so even a small group of people can uh, have, can, can affect substantial change. And as we get more and more people coming, the change we can affect gets larger and larger. So people right now, it, it's actually funny how this happens with shows being lined up and stuff. I had Mikkel Thorpe on the show um, just this past week, and <clears throat> with Mikkel being on the show, we're talking about living an expat lifestyle, right? Moving out of the United States, moving to, to you know different areas where you can you know have you know better investments, you know putting your your future and stuff into better better hands. And it's interesting because this is kind of like almost an expat lifestyle, but within the <laughs> United States, right? Like yeah. you're kind of transplanting to. It is almost a different world. I say that, you know, I'm pretty much on the same as is a latitudinal line up there, um, you know, as I'm from upstate New York and I'm used to the, the cold, you know, negative 20 winters, negative 30 winters with the, the four feet of snow. Like I get it. Um, you know, I'm, I, you guys don't get as much lake effect, but it, granted, if you're right across from Lake Champlain, I'm sure you'll get a little bit, but you know, I'm sure it's, it's going to be different for a lot of people, but, and this is the part that in maybe we can start to, to focus on this some, right? Is we have an obligation to sell the value of what what we're we're building here right and and I say we're building here being looking at New Hampshire and and FSP what you guys are doing so you know when when you're kind of setting the what we're building and I like to say this in when we're talking about sales painting that that you know better future so what's on the horizon what what's you know the the future looking like for FSP specifically but also for the state of New Hampshire as you guys are are growing um leaps and bounds 
Well, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, there's, there's two answers here because we, right. we were talking about this on Twitter a little bit about how, like, you know, how do you persuade people, you know, these sort of like logical versus emotional, um, arguments. Right. Um, and if I, you know, if I'm going to persuade you logically, I tell, and I'm not saying that the lot, this isn't a disdainful of logic. I think they they both play a role. You know, the logical arguments are things like, oh, well, uh, you know, we're going to pass the most aggressive school choice bill in the entire country. Right. And I think we will. And I think it'll mean that parents here will get uh, basically five to six grand a year that was previously they were either losing or had to send it to a state school. And they'll get to spend that money on literally whatever they want. Like they can buy Ron Paul classes. Like (laughs) now it'd be better if perhaps the state wasn't involved at all. uh, But certainly it's uh, uh, certainly it's better that, you know, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. 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 Yes. But um, but I think like the real the thing that like makes me feel so glad that I'm here is not really any factual thing. It's that like this, um, this, this change in sentiment and I recommend visiting cause maybe you can start to experience it, like come to pork fest or something. Um, and it's that, uh, you know, you're basically in most spaces in, even in most companies or just in most, like when I, and, and I, I will say, I didn't go out of my way to, to net Liberty network in Philadelphia. So maybe there's a scene I'm missing out on and I'm open to that, but like, it's like there, you know, you're constantly like either like biting your tongue or there's just this, like, it's a pressure that you might not even feel, uh, but it actually is there. And, the, and then the removal, yeah, the removal of it, you realize it when it's removed, like you don't, you're not going to, I'm not saying you might feel it day to day, but then you're in this other space and you're just like all of a sudden more comfortable and you stop feeling like I wasn't a pessimist, but like, let's what libertarian wins are there, you know? And like now all of a sudden it feels like you're, you're winning. And it's just like, it's almost a change in, in how you feel like little things. Like I go, you know, I walk downtown to get like a coffee and I like see a bumper sticker on a car that's like supporting me. And I don't even know who that person is, Yes, you know, because there's, there's just a lot of us. Um, and, and, and that, that kind of thing. And it, it is like, it's very psychologically uplifting. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest values of being here. uh, You know, it's funny. So in, in the other podcasts that I listen to, believe it or not, folks, I don't listen just to political podcasts. And some of the other (laughs) ones I listen to are, are sales podcasts. And one of the sales podcasts that I was listening to, um, they were discussing tribalism and the, the basic reality that as humans, we are very fundamentally tribal. And when we are selling, we are essentially selling to those basic tribal instincts. And that is your security and your, your love, right? Your, your passions. And, and it's funny because they're, we, we acknowledge this in sales. You know, when you're going to, to talk to somebody, you're not just selling a product, you're selling, you know, a problem that you're, or you're selling a solution to a problem. So if a guy is saying that he doesn't have enough time to, to manage his, his cybersecurity network, he's terrified of getting hacked. He's saying he, he doesn't have enough help. He needs more extra hands, right? That's his problem, right? It's not that he's going to get hacked. It's that he just needs more people to help out. So how can we help make his job easier? The same thing is true when we're talking to voters, right? And, and I think it's interesting that we're going to be able to see this, this growing of a movement that's entirely based almost on this feel good, but, but it's not just feel good, Jeremy. It is interesting because you are getting the wins and, and this, this idea of winning, it's contagious. And and this is something that has been completely lacking in, in libertarian, uh, in the libertarian movement for quite a while. It's, It's getting some true 
substantive wins. And, and it doesn't come through, you know, just always focusing on, you know, making the best arguments. It comes through changing people's minds, changing people's hearts. And you do that through actually getting them emotionally involved and emotionally attached to the solutions that you're selling. Because that solution, they realize without your solution, their life's not going to get better. We need to show people how we can make their lives better. And you guys are showing the blueprint right now. Yeah, that, I, you're entirely correct. And And libertarians can tend to be, I think they are, they do tend to be less tribal or they want to think that they're less tribal uh, at least. But, you know, I think if libertarians were the kinds, at least the, not, I'm not saying all are like this, but the ones who think of themselves as like these, like, oh, I'm like very rational and logical and this kind of person. Well, like, look, the fact is that tribes exist. The fact is that most people do operate in a way that is like fairly tribal. So like, even if you don't like the idea of that, that's reality, like join or die, right? Like we, you have, if you continue to say like, oh, I'm just going to be like an atom and not be and not like help be part of something larger than like you're guaranteed to lose to to the groups that are willing and so it's like we can we can try to we can try to build institutions and kinds of things that like are more akin to our values like i'm not saying that we should surrender the fact you know the fact that we're individualists or these kinds of things but we have to be able uh to to operate at, you know in this way and and i think that a lot of what the Free State Project is kind of saying is like hey yeah this is a chance to 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 be a tribe for there to be a libertarian tribe i'm i i'm not like anti-lp national i like that they exist i could quibble about some of the things that complaints you've probably heard about but like i'm fundamentally skeptical of the fact of the ability of, for national libertarianism to ever be achieved i'm extremely skeptical and that that's maybe depressing and so like people don't want to accept that fact but it's 50 years of losing and like there's we there is a strategy that like is actually working and makes sense. It both it's both theoretically makes sense that it would work, and it's now we're getting the data and it's actually working. And so it's like I know it's a big ask, but the reality is like if we did this, we can actually win. Focus local. I mean, and that's yeah. that goes to so many things in life. And and I think the more that we we practice what we preach, the more that we focus on you know leading by example, that's where we're going to have the most success. And and Jeremy, that's what you're finding um and and i think with you guys setting that roadmap that's that's not only are you guys showing how it can be done but now it's almost like if you're not taking the step and you're not trying to figure out the best way to actually like get these things into action i ask you like are you being willfully you know m like willfully malicious in your intentions of trying not to advance this movement because now we see there are means to actually get this stuff into action and objectively make people's lives better. Yeah, I'm I'm it's I don't want to get like too aggressive about it because that's also off-putting. That's not how you persuade people. But I do, there definitely is a part of me that like wants to like <laughs> like shout people's faces. Like, like you like all right, like libertarians have that graph. And I like this argument, by the way. They have this graph that's like, like OSHA didn't do anything thing because there's no inflection point when OSHA was made, right? It's like this continued descent of, and like they have a similar one for like, oh, the war on poverty failed because like, oh, was, poverty was decreasing and then, and then LBJ started the war on poverty and it like started going up again. Well, it's like, okay, like let me do every libertarian effort and the size of the national debt and inflation, right? And it's like every single thing has failed. Right. I'm not I'm not like trying to be a dick about it, but like that's if, if that argument works in these other cases, then it kind of works here. And so, 
you know, definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Like we, I, we, I think we ought to accept that they're like the path, like a- absent, like utter catastrophe, the path to live, which I don't want to root for the path for Liberty nationally is like basically dead. It's not going to happen. We can do something else and we can still win. You know, like you, we just have to accept. It. And it's like, it's like, a, it's, it is, a, it is like kind of a, a red pill or a black pill, but there's a white pill that we can win here. You know, and like we are doing it. I don't know. Do am I allowed to use pill terminology on this? Don't show? go for it. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm tired of people saying you can't say this. You can't say this. But here's 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 like the the reality, right? We we cannot we cannot just think we can um depend on out argumenting people, right? Like our good ideas. Like, and this is what kills me. Is I see so many libertarians on Twitter, and they'll be like, "But my argument was great," and I'm like, "Nobody cares." Like. Don't I don't care if your argument was great because if your argument's not resonating with somebody to the point that they're like, oh, yeah, they're, not only are they right, but like that matters to me. And that's where we're missing people is that that matters to me. Yeah. So I, I, I agree, although I think that one trap that libertarians fall into, uh, especially LP libertarians, is like this this like hill hill climbing of like, I'm just trying to get the percentage higher or like, I'm going to persuade people one by one when this isn't really how change happens. Like it, it, it has to do with persuading the kinds of people that people take their cues and judgments from. Like if I just stand outside of a supermarket and I just try to like, Hey, can I, do you have a minute to talk to you about, you know, and then I try to persuade them to be libertarians. Like what you you'll find is the people that you quote persuaded the most are actually what you're selecting for is the kinds of people who largely drift in the wind. Like they will just be persuaded by the next thing that someone stops and talks to them about, you know? And so you're not like, that's not, you know, if, if libertarian, like, you know, we need to be persuading the kinds of people you're like, like, okay. Um, what's his name? Like, like Russell Okung. What is that his name? Oh, the guy yes, who, offensive lineman for the Carolina Panthers. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Like, like that guy creates libertarian, right? Because he shows that I can be this person and I can have these beliefs, and these beliefs are fine to have, and they're valid beliefs and they're good beliefs. Because look at look at how look at how I'm living my life, and look at how I'm you know whatever, right? Like that he does he does more saying nothing. Like that's how people actually. I'm not saying he says nothing, but like that's how that's how people actually change minds. Um, and so like we need to be look at how look at how something like the woke movement is like kind of right like it didn't they didn't it's 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 by getting key key people creating a certain culture uh like you know let creating this set of incentives that like if if things were this other way you know um there's going to be this kind of benefit there's also narrative elements and and so on that that are pieces of it but it's not it's not happening it's not arguing people into it and it's actually not this kind of like i'm going to go around and convince people one by one because that's not 80 percent of people aren't forming their beliefs through this way of like i'm thinking about it carefully and i'm and i'm like weighing a and b and like a seems more true that's not why people pull levers that's not why people have beliefs no people and we see this in sales right so in my show audience is probably getting so tired of this but guys we're gonna keep on saying it uh people make (laughs) their their sales decisions based on emotion and then they rationalize it with logic and reason after the fact so knowing that it's on us to when we get them caught with that emotional tie whatever it may be is to then tie them to something and, and it has to be something of substance, right? To keep them for the long haul. We can get 4 million votes in 2016 and then drop down to a million votes. Uh, you know, not only 
what four years later, and and that's a problem. That shows that we're not retaining our base of business. Which, as a sales guy, I'm saying, what? We're not retaining our base of business. That should be the people we should be retaining the easiest. Why aren't they staying around? And and Jeremy, that's the thing, right? We have to get them to stay around, and we get them to stay around by showing that hey, we're not just these crazy people in the corner with a microphone screaming and telling people right. how wrong they are. Well, but, but, you know the. I think that's a great thing to analyze from this kind of framework. Why did why did the Libertarian Party bounce up so much with Gary, you know, with Gary Johnson and then go down uh, with Joe? And I would suggest that it was not like that more people were, quote, like persuaded by Gary Johnson. Uh, he, he had an artist uh, to his name and he was a former governor. Like, and I think that's yeah. part of it, too. People were like, oh, yeah. he, he, he did it like he was in government and he didn't let his state burn into an oblivion. Like, and I think that at least for people who were looking for an alternative in 2016, which everybody was, it was like, okay, well, at least these guys are a credible vote. I think that's where a lot of the mentality was. Yeah. But I think a lot, but I think a lot of it was effectively like, yes, it was a credible vote, but it was also a protest vote driven by like somewhat unique, circumstances of 2016 and i i actually think i mean i would probably if if the question is like should there be more gary johnson type candidates i would actually probably disagree um like i actually think that someone like spike cohen does and i was actually critical of him i'll retract that publicly now i think someone like spike cohen uh does uh does a better job persuading people to become libertarians than gary johnson does gary johnson gets more people to float to him but it's that kind of like floating in the moment. It's not a genuine persuasion. And um, I think Spike actually can genuinely persuade people. I think people like Dave Smith also genuinely persuade people. I think people like, I'm not saying you, you genuinely persuade people. Like this is this kind of, you know, we got to have these, um, um, get you, you've got to get people to become rocks in their position. Um, you know, and if you're a rock, you, you'll pull people to you from time to time. But if you, you've got to get other rocks, we've got to find other people who are going to be rocks. Yeah. And, and build the network. And how how funny yeah. is it? Right. Like, you know, because one of our, our biggest attributes is as libertarians, we tout individualism. But at the same point in time, it becomes sometimes our, our biggest detriment because we get in these little islands and we become our kings of our little islands. And we will yeah. rule that little island until, well, until kingdom come. But my goodness, if we were able to to work with all the other islands out there and all the other islands rulers well guess what we all of a sudden have the entire archipelago <laughs> of, of, of folks on our team and and i know we don't want to be stuck in this mindset of a team world but like here's the the, the kind of reality where we are right now like that's the rest of the world the rest of the world is for better or for worse in the tribal mindset we can be the change we want to see in the world, but it requires us doing so and being allowed to do so. If we're having our freedoms curtailed left and right, well, that becomes a little difficult to actually accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely, I completely agree. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, what, as a, how can, um, you're, you're, you're much more of a, like in the, like, I, I don't make content. Um, uh, how can we be better networking, um, working better together as groups and and less inhibiting each other? Candidly, it requires us to, um, to ask more questions and to listen more and just talk less. And, and I think that's going to be a very difficult task for a lot of folks out there in the libertarian movement, because we know, and this is the, the, you know, the the reality we know we're right <laughs> that's why it's so hard is because we yeah. want people to know how right we are and people don't care 
how right we are. People want to know how you're going to be able to help them. So in order to know how we can help them, we first have to ask them, well, what's your problem, right? And if we're able to then learn what their problems are, we can address the problems by offering real solutions to those problems. And once we solve those problems, then we become the trusted advisor. Then they're going to look at us not as the crazy folks out there with the L next to their name, but rather the folks out there who actually help them solve their problem. And uh, I think that's what you guys are doing, right? If we're going to kind of do a full circle here as we get ready to wrap up here, that's what you guys are doing at FSP. You guys are actually leading by example. You're showing people that you can listen to what are the problems for your area, for your communities, and then you can present the problem solvers forward and they can actually lead the charge, get people into office or into positions of power in your communities to help make things better. And it starts with us, right? Leading by example, and if you're looking to uh, get involved, well, folks, obviously Jeremy is going to push you to go get involved up in Nor- uh, New Hampshire, Free State Project. Jeremy, tell us more. Where can folks go ahead and learn more about the Free State Project and all that goes along with it? Uh, so if, if you made it this far, please go to FSP.org and enter your email so we can send you messages uh, judiciously and appropriately. Uh, we're on all social media platforms. Like I think we're on like literally all of them. Uh, so whatever your, your drug of choice is, uh, you can get the free state version of it. Facebook, Twitter, even the small, even like MeWe and Gab, we're on like everywhere. Um, so you can come, uh, and interact with us there. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, uh, I'm on Twitter at my full name, Jeremy Kaufman and, um, uh, pork fest, pork fest last month of June. Uh, it's a great first time to come. So if you want like a date to come, that's a fantastic time to come. Uh, otherwise, uh, fsp.org slash visit. Come for a visit. That is the way you experience what's actually going on here. If you reach out to us, we'll set you up. We'll be like, oh, you're into uh, guns or gaming or or politics or knitting or or homeschooling. And we'll get you to the right, not to be all stereotypes. Uh, uh, we'll get you in all the bird watching. We'll get you into all the right uh, groups. We've got lots of bird watchers. There's a huge outdoors group. There's, I saw a list the other day. There's like 400 different like sub free state groups for like very, I can't name them all, right? I was probably being more partial to my own interests. So uh, yeah, uh, it's incredible. And you have to come and check it out. And if you, if you contact us before you come, we'll make sure you see, see and find the things that might not be, you know, on the map, so to speak. Well, how about this? I'm going to make it a point to try and make it up there this year for Pork Fest. So last week of June, and we'll make sure uh, we support the one of the OG sponsors here of the Brian Nichols Show, the Free State Project. I'll make sure I, uh, I promote the heck out of uh, Pork Fest for you guys as we get closer to that. And folks, yes, if you're interested in learning more about the Free State Project and if you want to go ahead and take a visit, well, my goodness, folks, please go ahead and check out the Free State Project website, and I'll make sure I point you in Jeremy's direction. I'll include his uh, link to social media in the show notes. Jeremy Kaufman, thank you for joining The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you, Brian. Let's sell liberty and look good doing it with Proud Libertarian. Folks, when we're selling liberty, we have to start things off by piquing interest. And what better way to pique some interest than by rocking some amazing apparel from Proud Libertarian. Personally, I'm a huge fan of their Do Good Recklessly t-shirt, but there's more than t-shirts to find from awesome taxationist theft snapbacks to the killer Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death hoodies. Proud Libertarian has all the libertarian swag you need. And guess what? Brian Nichols Show audience members can rock the latest libertarian swag and save some cash on every single order. All you have to do, use code TBNS at checkout and you'll get 10% off your entire cart at checkout. That's right. Each time you order, use code TBNS and you'll instantly get 10% off your entire order. Listen, I am super excited to have Proud Libertarian here as a sponsor of The Brian Nichols Show, so do me a favor. 
Head over there to Proud Libertarian, place your order today, use code TBNS at checkout, save 10% on your order, and help support libertarian entrepreneurs today. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Jeremy Kaufman, the Free State Project up in New Hampshire. If you are interested, I will include the links to the FSP in the show notes, make it easy for you guys to go ahead and follow and learn more. Thank you to Jeremy for joining the show, and thank you folks for also joining us. If you enjoyed today's episode, do me a favor, share with some family and friends, uh, especially if you have some folks who are interested in exploring a free lifestyle here in the United States. I know last week with Mikel Thorpe, we discussed living outside of the United States uh, with his focus on expatriation, but today, hey, if you are living in a more, shall we say, progressive state or maybe a more restrictive state and you want to go more towards a uh, a libertarian-leaning state, well, hey, FSP is setting a great example up in New Hampshire. Thank you to the Free State Project. You guys are doing phenomenal work. And folks, as always, uh, if if you could, uh, while we are sharing this with family and friends, if you're new to the Brian Nichols Show audience and you're enjoying what we're doing here, I'm going to ask you a favor. Head over to Apple Podcasts. First and foremost, give us a five-star rating and review. And, and if you're new to the uh, the Brian Nichols Show audience from today's episode with the FSP, well, tell me uh, in the review. Say, hey, uh, I was able to join the Brian Nichols Show audience and and I found value in, in this episode because of this. You know, I saw a great, a really great review um, from one of our episodes we had there with Kim Ruff last week where uh, a gentleman from Arizona said, hey, I'm not a libertarian. I am non-political, but this was cool because <laughs> what's a state mine inspector? I don't know. And guess what? Probably a lot of other people don't know out there as well. And it's on us to show how we can create value, create the solutions to a lot of the problems that people see out there and show, hey, we're not just these folks that, that sit online all day and argue with each other. We actually are out there being the problem solvers. We're the ones making a difference. And as soon as folks start to put the uh, two and two together, well, my goodness, folks, we're in a good spot. So with that being said, if you have enjoyed The Brian Nichols Show, I would greatly appreciate that five-star rating and review. And as always, we'll go ahead and read our our five-star reviews there on Friday's episodes. Um, And otherwise, folks, follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty, Twitter, Facebook, and Minds.com. Or you can go ahead and email me Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com. Coming up here on Wednesday's episode of The Brian Nichols Show, I am joined by Sarah Burns. She is the Associate Professor of Political Science from the Rochester Institute of Technology, and we're digging into Joe Biden and his foreign policy. What can we expect in a Joe Biden presidency, number one? But number two, how the heck did we get here with Joe Biden having so much authority in the executive branch with all these executive actions and really being able to dictate Americans' foreign policy unilaterally. It's a great conversation and definitely one uh, to make sure you're tuning in for. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you're not missing a single episode Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on The Brian Nichols Show. So with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Jeremy Kaufman. We'll see you Wednesday. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.